well met travelers and welcome to the kinky tavern pull up a stool what do you have to drink here we're going to talk about different aspects of kink leather the BDSM community relationships within it and so much more all opinions voiced in this podcast are just that opinions and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. If you are under 18 years of age, please ask a parent or guardian if you can listen to an educational podcast about BDSM and make sure they are willing to talk to you about the things you might hear. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you Hey guys, Pup Wrecker here with a little trigger warning about this episode. We will be talking about age regression, age play, trauma, and some child exploitation material briefly. If you can't handle a conversation with these triggers, please take care of yourself and click out now. We'll see you next week, and I'm sorry this episode wasn't for you. Once again, we are not experts, we do not speak for all the people in the kink community, or those who age regress. We only speak our own on our own experiences, observations, and research. And as always, you can always find us on FetLife at the Kinky Tavern. We are also individually M Dizzy E M D I Z Z Y. And Pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker R E K K R on FetLife. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, we are the Kinky Tavern, all one word. Twitter, The Kinky Tavern, all one word. Patreon, The Kinky Tavern, all one word. If you want an easy way to get to all this, our link tree is in the description. It is also at linktr.ee slash thekinkytavern. So super easy. And then all the links are right there. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and have a great day. Hi, I'm Miss Dizzy. And I'm Pup Wrecker. And today we're talking about age play and age regression. We're going to talk about why it's controversial, our own experiences with it, and the different types that there are. Yeah, there are caregivers, littles, middles, bigs, daddies, mommies. All kinds of stuff. Boys, girls. Yeah. All that. So, first we'll talk about why it's controversial. Age play and age regression are seen as controversial and looked down on by some because it's usually perceived as sexual. Mm -hmm. It's usually not sexual, especially age regression, and we'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm. But even when it is, it's between two consenting adults. Right. Not involving any real children. Yeah. Most people, they don't know what it is, so they just assume that it's this horrible thing. They're people into you know, that really bad stuff, mm-hmm. which it's really not. Right. Um, and oh. they think of real children when they're thinking of this. And it's not about real children. It's about the childlikeness within the person doing so. Yeah. And a lot of people actually find a lot of benefits from doing age play and age regression. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's also the belief that it romanticizes abuse and undermines survivors of childhood sexual abuse. Actually, it can be quite the opposite of that. A lot of people use it as a way to kind of take that back 
and process through what happened to them, their trauma, mm-hmm. if they have trauma. Um, yeah, we actually are going to be talking about that a little bit later, too. Yeah. Each individual handles their own trauma in their own way. We're not here to say what's right and wrong, but the things that they're doing aren't hurting anybody, and they're often healing people. So stop being so close-minded about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, another belief is that the last one I want to talk about is the belief that it's a gateway to child exploitation material. And while I can see someone going from porn to, you know, little porn like Belle Delphine and people like that that do the little, mm-hmm. you know, act like a child and do sexy stuff, and then that not being enough and moving on to actual exploitative material, I can see that happening. But it's also been shown to be a placeholder for some so that they don't look for material with real children in them. And I'm just going to say, if you feel the desire to look at material with children in them, you really need to seek help, talk to a therapist, because that's something that you need to work on. Mm-hmm. It may be something I, I'm not here to debate whether it's you know a choice or ingrained in you, but all I'm going to say is that it's something that you have the responsibility to control and not harm anyone with it, just as any other kind of mental thing. Right. Depression, PTSD, borderline personality disorder, etc. Mm-hmm. So, stepping off my soapbox now. <laughs> so, Daddy, can you tell us what the reality of age play and age regression is? So, it has absolutely nothing to do with actual children. It is a normal adult person, well, mostly normal adult person. Um, Disclaimer, there are some, they're called safe for work or, um, I've mostly seen them called like SFW little communities that do uh, have minors in them. Oh. I don't agree with. Yeah, that's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like they could be. I mean, age regression is, we'll talk about this later, but age regression is used in therapy. Mm -hmm. If you are using therapeutic techniques without any sort of knowledge of how to do so, you could cause harm Mm -hmm. to yourself and others. So I feel like minors being involved in age regression, age play is not great. But that was a disclaimer. It doesn't involve real children for most spaces there are safe for work little spaces that allow minors but a lot of people have kind of taken the age play little community they i mean you hear daddy all the time in Mm -hmm. relationships anymore and there's the idea of the lolita right the lolita or the young school girl Mm -hmm. or anything like that um but age play is actually a it's a form of role play in BDSM, where one person takes on the role of someone younger than themselves, or someone older than themselves, actually. Mm-hmm. It can go both ways. It can go both ways. Absolutely. And usually in that situation, there is some type of person who plays a caregiver role. That could be a daddy, or a mommy, or an older little. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk about, there's a difference between age play and age regression, Age play, as Daddy said, is role play. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretending or playing a certain age. Age regression is something that allows you to mentally escape to a different time in your life. 
that it's not pretending you are regressing mm -hmm. mentally. In therapy, it can be used to help recall memories from trauma. Then the therapist will help you recreate those memories and help you heal. In the age regression community, there a lot of times people do stuff like that themselves. And yes, we're saying when you're using therapeutic techniques outside of therapy, it's dangerous and risky. We are kinksters. We accept risk. So not everyone who age regresses is a little um, age regression or a kinkster. Not everyone who age regresses is a little or a kinkster. Yes, age regression should never be sexual or almost never be sexual. Um, because that person is going to a younger time. So in their mind, they are thinking like that younger person. Yes, they're in the mindset of a child. Of a child. And when you're in the mindset of a child, you cannot consent properly. Right. There are some who choose to involve sex in their role play or in their age play in their age regression. And we'll mm. talk a little bit more about that later. But typically, unless it's like, I would say unless you're a middle, you yeah. know, like a teenager yeah, uh, regress, I don't think you should have anything to do with sex because you are in the mindset of a child. Yeah. And most little play is usually not sexual. Yeah. It's in usually general. Really innocent. Really innocent, like coloring, mm -hmm. stuffies, binkies, bottles, things like that. Yeah. So the differences between age play and age regression are like the motivation of your play, where you want to be and go with it, what mindset you're in. And age regression, like I said, is an actual mental regression. Mm -hmm. I experienced it. I'm a little, I'm a princess, which we'll talk about later yeah. as well. Um, but I'm a princess, a little dominant. When I go little, I am in the mind of a child. Mm -hmm. My little ranges and I like... Things like binkies and coloring books and sippy cups and stuffies. All the stuffies. We have so many stuffies. I'm holding one right now. This <laughs> one's mine. So, so. Reggie's yours. Yes. He's your fidget toy so you don't make noise during the podcast. Yes, because I scratch all the time. He's a scratcher. <laughs> I am a puppy, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's just a little bit of a difference. You can be an age regressor who age plays. Yes. Um. You can be one or the other. You can combine them. You can be one or the other. I mean, it really, there's no one right way to do this. Right. A lot of times the age play in itself will lead to age regression. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it started with you. Mm-hmm. Because it started off as you just being a little, and then there was a few times when you were, I could tell it was, you were more than just, just playing. <laughs> well, and I kind of like thinking back about it. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of had a little bit of a little in me. Yeah. Like, for example, when I color and I make you pick out my crayons or my colors because mm -hmm. I don't want to make decisions, I've always done that with my mom. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. We were sitting out somewhere. We were running a booth. Yeah. And I was coloring and <laughs> made her pick my colors and it just kind of dawned on me. I've always done this. She didn't think twice about it, just picked my color for me because I've always done this. Yeah. And I was like, ding, ding, that's a little thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's different for everybody. I think that I am a little. It's a piece of who I am. But I also do age play. I don't wear onesies every day. When I put on my onesie, I am age playing. I am pretending to be a little. Yes. To be a child. Mm -hmm. um, when I get out my coloring books and stuff. But it eventually gets me to a mindset 
in a space where I am little. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, another term I wanted to cover is CGL. That stands for caregiver little. And it's a dynamic, a relationship, not necessarily a person or an individual. Yeah. That's the gender neutral term. Yeah. So, that's where one party's the caregiver, often like a parental figure, often called mommy, daddy. I'm called Dommy by my little. And it's not necessarily about regressing or role-playing a certain age. It's more about, like, the parent-child-caregiver-little relationship. Yeah. It's about that caring and structure kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you didn't get that when you were young. Right. Or maybe that is something that you need or someone is willing to give to you. Yep. So often you'll hear terms like DDLG, which is Daddy Dom Little Girl, and MDLB, which is Mommy Dom Little Boy. There are also ABDL, which is Adult Baby Diaper Lovers, and they regress to, like, babies. They're, like, infants. And they they don't always wear diapers, but a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on the person, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Um, you can, even if you're, whether you're regressing or age playing, mm Mm-hmm. You can pick and choose what things you like. Not every age regressing little who's three years old is going to want to wear pull-ups. Right. I it's mean, just a, you can pick and choose. Like I said, I do a binky. I don't talk in like a, I mean, I kind of use younger you do, vocabulary. You do, your inflection gets a little smaller, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely sound littler, but I don't like do my W's as, or my R's as W's oh, yeah, or anything no, like that. Don't. And it's not me pretending. I, I cringe if I try to pretend to talk like a little. <laughs> but sometimes when I am little, I talk differently. Yeah. So, like we've mentioned before, we have littles who regress to a childlike state. Mm-hmm. And that, like I said, it could be just role play or it could be actual age regression. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could range from, I would say, littles kind of range from about one to maybe 10 ish uh, i would say because i would even put toddlers in with abdl okay. so i would say from about three to ten okay and yeah, then that like 11 sense. to 13 is like the preteen the, area like that we middles. don't really we don't really talk about the preteen area they're yeah. kind of lumped in with the middles but the middles are more teenagers yeah so, and i have a middle too yeah she does and she is she I'm just going to say it. She is sexual because she went through some trauma at that time mm-hmm. and wants to make it better, re-experience it, and make it a positive experience. And then we have Biggs. Um, so Big is like your caregiver, the authority figure. Now that could be a little, it could be a middle, it could be your daddy, your mommy, Dommy, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, we've also got where um, the princess, which is what I am, mm-hmm. princess, prince, royal highness, whatever, some kind of lordly figure. I like Jarl. <laughs> Jarl. Um, <laughs> but they're like a, a pampered and spoiled age player. They always get their way. Yes. They can be either dominant or submissive. If they're a dominant, usually they're making the rules. Right. If they're a submissive, princess, prince, royal highness, etc., usually they're pushing the rules. Yeah. And still getting what they want. They can Um, be a little bratty. (laughs) uh, The big is usually like a service sub. 
or a service dom, I should say, yeah. like a butler, a maid, a nanny, royal advisor, <laughs> assistant kind of yes. thing. Um, so that's definitely, so I'm a princess and daddy's my daddy, of course. <laughs> and really daddy reminds me when I need to do certain things. And sometimes I tell him fuck off, such as he tells me when I need to go sit down and stop doing things. And I usually listen, but sometimes I tell him to fuck off. Yeah. That happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's like our dynamic. And then with my boy, um, Candy, he is a service sub to me. He's a lot of things to me, but he's a service sub to me, to my princess. And then they're both also pups. And yes. so we can do like the the little with the pups kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. really fun too. So yeah. Uh, moving on kind of in the same area we were talking about, you know, princess, princesses, uh, little dominance. And they can be mm-hmm. a dominant to another little, like siblings or schoolmates. Like we said, a dominant over a pet. Yeah, that's pretty common. Um, you have the little boy with his dog mm-hmm. or the girl with her kitty or mm-hmm. pony or what have you. Or the princess with her corgi and Irish wolfhound on the <laughs> end of leashes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's our two breeds that we kind of identify as. I'm the wolfhound. And if you saw them play, you would totally fucking understand the breed identifications we make. <laughs> Candy will wiggle his cute little butt. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it looks just like a fucking corgi butt. Well, and he's got that the face that he makes. It's... He does. He's got the, the tilt face, and he's got the disapproving corgi look. Uh-huh. And he's very emotive, but also nonverbal and still in a different headspace. And it's really, it's really interesting. And then Daddy is just kind of a big grump. He's lazy and... He'll play every once in a while, but then he's like, yeah, I'm done. Way mm-hmm. before the other person's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm He's lazy. just a big, lazy grumph that doesn't know yeah. his own size. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but littles can be dominant. Usually they... So, little dominants, usually they take dominance over either a sibling or, uh, like, a schoolmate or... I mean, they can even little in, like, a, like a little in a topping scene like you do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in an impact scene, you kind of go to that younger place and you have fun with beating people because you're a sadistic little. I am a sadistic little. Yeah. A lot of my sadist comes from my little side, and it's because it's like, ooh, that was fun, that made him jump. Ooh, that was fun, that made him make a noise. Let me try that again. Oh, that one brought blood. Nice. Like it's just it's it's really fun. Yeah, and they can choose to be dominant over their big, kind of like in our situation. Mm-hmm. Some of the like role play scenarios or like head spaces you can go to are like the seductive middle and the older guy, teacher, coach, boss, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Or um, the butler, maid, nanny, babysitter. Ooh, babysitter. Yeah. Um. They can be sadistic, but not necessarily dominant. Mm-hmm. My little is pretty dominant, but I mean, the sadistic part is more mm-hmm. yeah, prevalent. You're, you're a little more sadistic yeah. than you are dominant. I mean, you are dominant. But... I'm bossy. Yeah. But you're... it's only because I want to play. Okay, Miss Bossy Boss. I get what I want. I guess. Moving on. We also have Dark Age play, and that, even within the community, is fairly controversial. Yeah. 
Um, it can be sexual or non-sexual. And again, we're talking age play, not age regression necessarily. Right. So some ideas of like non-sexual dark age play are like being kidnapped or beaten. Um, uh, breath player bondage or even confinement. Mm-hmm. Putting in cages um, or closets or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you can, it can get, like, it, it is dark age play. I mean, you can get pretty, I mean, you are role playing. Mm-hmm. So this is a scenario. It's not real, but like you can get into some stuff that actually, I mean, people might find very traumatizing. Oh, yeah. Sense. I mean. Yeah, you can get into like, uh, oftentimes if it's sexual, it's mm-hmm. like consensual non-consent. Yes. Or coercion. Um, there's uh-huh. role plays such as teacher, student, coach, athlete, uh, priest, altar boy. Like I said earlier, the middle mm-hmm. and the yep. teacher. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can also have scenes between two age players that are like bullying or sexual exploration or just even non-sexual, just sitting there coloring together mm-hmm. or baking cookies. To oh god, that would be a mess. Okay. Glitter, glitter must be involved. But I mean, it could be even a incest type thing like a fantasy mm-hmm. like a brother sister or brother brother or anything like that yeah i mean it, like i said it is a type of edge play so it's yes it's touching the edges of you know right risk and sex and the taboos and as long as everything's consensual and between two consenting non-related adults i don't see any problem with it oh yeah um, I, so I think it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> why do people want to do this? Because it's hot. <laughs> I mean, there's that. So everybody has their own reason. And like my little rant here or whatever is not going to be all inclusive. No. There's definitely every single person has their own reason. And mm-hmm. I did not write them all down. So, of course, there's trauma. You're able to control situations that are similar to those that you couldn't control before. So say you were abused as a child and you want to have a scene where you are beaten, but this time you are accepting the pain or, or you're, you know, you're a masochist and you like the pain now. Yeah. You're taking it back. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many ways to take your scenes back. It's not Mm -hmm. just that. Yeah. It could be a number of things. It could be, you know, someone tries to sexually molest you and you turn them over and you fuck beat them, them. Yeah. yeah um something like that it, it, i mean there's so many different ways to do it and everybody has their own traumas that right. they need to address in their own ways uh reliving and recreating the experience in a positive way in a controlled way on their own terms is super therapeutic and cathartic yeah a lot of people use that um and i find that a lot of People who do the more darker edge play, they have had trauma in the past. And I, like, I'm not, I can't say this about everyone, but, right. like, it all depends on what happened and how that affected you and how, like, for me, like, I've had trauma mm-hmm. when I was a early, well, teen, early teens. And I didn't, I mean, for the longest time, I didn't think anything about it. And I still kind of honestly feel that the same way about it. But, like, not everyone's going to think that. Right. I mean, I can tell someone about my trauma, and they'll be like, oh my god, what, how did, mm-hmm. why did, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, But I'm we just like, oh through, yeah, 
we went through most of our relationship with him him being like i don't really have any trauma in my past i had a good childhood blah 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 blah. and then he opens up and tells me about this thing one day not even talking about trauma just telling me something that happened and i was like oh my god babe yeah i mean (laughs) there have been a few times when i've kind of realized yeah that was really fucked up Mm -hmm. but i just always kind of i guess accepted it yeah i never really thought of it as necessarily a bad thing well and that's good there's no reason to traumatize yourself if you're not traumatized by it yeah so but yeah so everyone accepts trauma differently and yeah they handle that on their own terms that's that's up to them Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, you hear a lot of people say be, uh, they use BDSM as a, a form of therapy, and mm-hmm. it can be in the form of this or whatever. I mean, it, yeah. it all depends on the person and what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Another reason is that maybe they lacked the necessary emotional nurturing or affection, mm-hmm. um, so less of an abuse and more of like an emotional neglect. Um, daddy issues. Hi. So I have daddy. Hey, I do too. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've got the typical daddy issues and now I've got a, a daddy. Hi. That, that's me. <laughs> so. I'm the daddy. Um, it kind of helps you, like, you can revisit those times when you felt like you needed that care and you can receive the care that you needed in those times. And that's a lot of what my little does. Anyway, um, there's also if someone feels like lonely and like maybe maybe their family's gone now and mm-hmm. they don't have anybody and they're feeling lonely, they can regress back to that time and feel that love that they did then. Yeah, and they can like a lot of people they feel like they maybe they grew up too fast. They they had a kid on their own, so they had to grow up and sometimes it's nice for them to kind of put all that aside and not have to worry about the bills and Mm -hmm. oh i'm late on this payment and i've got to make all this money to pay well and there's also like the parentification of children Mm -hmm. and that's like i oh yeah i've recently (laughs) i've recently found out that that was kind of part of my upbringing you you know, for example, in my situation, dad left mom. I became mini mom, mini second mom mm-hmm. at the age of three. Now, I put this on myself. This was my characteristics are that I'm going to step up and help wherever I'm needed, even to the detriment of my own self, working on that. However, I did, and I became second mom to my siblings. I became someone that cared for my mom emotionally in any way I could, you know. Um, But yeah, so it gives me the allowance to be careless Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about stuff and just be a kid because I I robbed that of myself. Yeah. And like I was saying before, you get that relief from responsibility. Yeah. You get a break from reality in a sense. If you have to have like constant control over other aspects of your life, mm-hmm. it's really nice to just be able to give up the control and just be. When you're a kid, you can just be. Right. You, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you can. Or but, you, sh- you shouldn't have to. Right. You can play with that Play-Doh or color that picture however you want to. You don't even mm-hmm. have to color in the lines. 
Exactly. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And your colors don't have to make any sense because daddy's picking them. Yeah. Um, so now that we've talked about the what's and the why's, I want to give some uh, advice on if you are going to attempt age play or age regression or if you feel like you are an age regressor already. <laughs> like I said, it kind of slips into my everyday life sometimes. Mostly when I'm really stressed and need, and it's like my coping skill. Yeah, um, but, I mean, some people, that just kind of happens naturally. They, mm -hmm. That's one of their coping mechanisms. And a lot of people don't realize that they just think yeah. that they're weird or something. But right? no, it's, it's, an, it's a normal thing. Yep. People do this. That's exactly what I thought for the longest time is that I was just kind of weird. But yeah, like looking back, there's a lot of little things that I do or did. I eat really weird snacks. I'll eat popcorn. Like before, before I was married, I would eat popcorn for dinner. I would eat cereal for dinner. Yeah. I, I... A lot of popcorn. I had a problem. So much popcorn. I had a problem. It's still a problem. So, it's, well, it is not. It's, it's not. I am so much better. That is true. We don't really eat too much popcorn anymore. But... Anyway. So some advice. Negotiate everything. You should do this in your scenes anyway. Yes. But negotiate everything, especially if you are doing a therapeutic scene. Yes. That's you want to make sure that it goes exactly the way that it needs to, to put you in that headspace of being in that situation that you were in before as a child. Yes. And if you're planning to do like a regression scene like that, like, like we said, negotiate everything out. Everything that is being, that you're regressing to needs to be talked about. Like if there's any specific trauma, mm -hmm. any triggers that will cause any negative connotations or anything absolutely and yeah all of that needs to be discussed and what happens in the scene needs to be discussed and you need to be self-aware enough to know those things and be mm -hmm. able to communicate them as well and another thing that i feel is really important is to do so with a partner that you have an actual level of trust and respect with yes. it doesn't have to be your boyfriend girlfriend partner like that it could be a good friend that right. you just have a level of trust and respect with and that they can handle a darker age play scene uh -huh. with you and vice versa and that you'll have their support afterwards because drop from this can be hellacious. Yeah, if if it's not done properly with care and everything, you could re-traumatize yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's nobody wants that well and you're running that risk doing dark age play especially yeah um if you're an age regressor doing those therapeutic scenes but again we're kinksters we run that risk just these are ways to mitigate the risk as much as possible another thing i mentioned like self-awareness you know uh one way to gain that is to talk or journal about things about your traumas about if you have night terrors journal about those or talk mm -hmm. about those process your trauma and process your scenes afterwards yes the good the bad the neutral process everything and how it affected you there's a reason we have aftercare mm -hmm. yeah and i think you should you know cuddle and talk in aftercare mm -hmm. and then definitely talk the next day if not staying together yeah for that time and then you should journal maybe the next day or maybe even few times that week 
Because it can really, I mean, these things can really ripple affect you. Mm-hmm. Because you're deeping, you're digging deep into your your brain, your mind, your soul. Yeah, it can bring up a lot of stuff that could have been unrelated to what you were doing in the scene. Yeah. I mean, it could bring you back to that time, and then you bring up something else that happened. Yeah, it could make unrelated. you... Well, a PTSD term we use is unpacking the box. Mm-hmm. It can make you unpack part of that box without you being ready for it. Hey, another box thing. Show about boxes over here. The show about boxes. <laughs> we'll have that tagline now. <laughs> um, I think you should pace yourself. You really mm-hmm. should not jump into a bunch of stuff all at once. Mm, yeah. No. It's just like with anything you can frenzy especially being little if you don't have a cg you can go crazy especially like with the the shopping sprees not only that but if you're careless and not like just trusting it whoever that can be easily used against you and oh, yeah. you could be abused and taken advantage of in age play and age regression you are vulnerable specifically age regression oh yeah age regression is as we've kind of been t- i think you can kind of get it Age regression is really a deep, intimate, I mean, super deep psychological thing. You have to be really careful who you share that with. It's kind of like the idea of your first mushroom trip. (laughs) They always say you don't want to take your first mushroom trip with people you don't trust or people you don't feel good around. Right. You want to do it in a comfortable space. And I know that's a terrible analogy, but that's what I'm using. No, it makes sense. (laughs) I mean. You got to make sure you're in a comfortable space that the risks are mitigated so that you're not triggered or re-traumatized, mm-hmm. that still could happen. Know that. If you are age regressing, you could run into trauma that you had no fucking idea existed. Right. Trust me. Yeah. So you have to have that absolute trust in the person and that, person, that you're doing it with. That person needs to be willing to willing and able to help you through that. Yeah. And sometimes we have no idea what that means. Daddy didn't know what that means. I didn't know this existed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could re-traumatize myself or bring stuff up. And I ended up unpacking part of my box because of a little scene one time. And daddy had to be there to help me mm-hmm. because it was really hard. So yeah, pace yourself. Make sure you're doing it with a partner you trust and that they can help pick you up if you fall down because yeah. of it. Yeah. And just remember, there's no one right way. There is no one right way to do age play, age regression, little, big, middle, pup, Anything. There's no one right way. Yeah. Everybody does it differently. Everybody has their own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. Everybody's a different person, so everybody else is going to do it differently. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody's an individual. Everybody's going to do things the way that they do it. Everybody's different and handles things differently. So don't put people in boxes that don't want to be put in boxes. All right, and now we've got a few listener questions. So actually, this one's not a question. It is a story. Um, the Steffi Beast tells us about a time when their local group was going to have a little event at the library. And a news channel was trolling the FET boards and broadcasted it like it was a group of perverted adults that were going to show up and do unspeakable things to the children. They even showed the organizer's Snapchat and Avatar. So that kind of shows you the perceptions. And granted, 
this person lives in the or this thing happened in the Midwest. You know, and I'm sure it was a while ago. A few years ago, they said. So, you know, it's it's the perception, and of course, there's some some things. Some people do anything for a news story to show, you know, something that's controversial. Honestly, the vice uh, stuff about kinksters and stuff like that. They oftentimes film it horribly. Oh yeah. But it still interests me because I want to see other people's perspectives. Yeah, and then there's, I mean. There's that media, like, you have to see what kind of representation you're getting out there as well. Yeah. I love to look at the representation in media, whether it's good or bad, because Mm -hmm. I like to educate myself. And when I have knowledge about what perceptions are out there, I can debate those. I can fight those perceptions, you know? So uh, then bratty prison girl Jessica asks, are there different types of littles? And how do you know if you are one of these types? So like we said, there's littles, there's middles, there's uh, like preteens, toddlers, which don't really have mm-hmm. cute little names like that. There's babies, ABDLs. Um, you can even be an age player that plays as an older age. Mm-hmm. You know, say you're you're wanting to do like a professor, college student kind of thing, and you're only 30. And the professor's usually, you know... A little bit older than that, maybe. Um, and actually, I've, it's rare, but I've heard that there are some age players out there that do age play as, like, a senior, even. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, seniors do need care as well, mm-hmm. so obviously there'd be a caregiver and an older senior person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's out there. Yeah. People do it, but not I mean, as often. Rule 34. Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Rule 34, if if it's a thing, it's a thing. Um, you could stick so... it, you could fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly what I was going with Well, that, pretty but, much. So. So. <laughs> right. Um, so, yes, Jessica, there are different types of littles. There's um, different ways to go about, whether it's age play, age regression, whether it's facing trauma or just having fun um and you can do like the princess thing you can do like the mommy little girl thing i mean there's all kinds of different types of littles the way you know i think is just to explore it to try different things yeah to be with your partner and be like hey can i try calling you mommy today and you feed me baby food in high chair okay that's a little far maybe start with coloring yeah. Uh, Sippy cups, binkies. Baby food's not good, people. Uh, <laughs> my mom used to make me try the baby food to show my little brother that it was good. And one time she, I was cleaning the table and she uh, said, look, sissy likes it. And so I opened my mouth and turned my head and she put a big old spoonful of Thanksgiving dinner baby food in my mouth. It was supposed to be the turkey and the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the yams. In there. Jesus Christ. It was... It was everything to just turn around and smile and tell that little boy that it was good. Ugh. Any, anyway. <laughs> um, Scurry asks, is there a difference between age regression and little space? So, definitely. Age regression, like I said, is when you are actually moving yourself, putting yourself in, your mindset is in a younger space. Little space, I see as more of a, and kind of, I think they can be interchangeable. Yeah. Um, but, but I would... I would assume that there are people that go into little space that do not 
age regress. Yeah. So I think that age regression is a type of little space, but little space is not always age regression. Age regression. Yeah. I mean, you can go into a little headspace and not, like, I think the difference is when you age regress, usually that's a lot harder to get out of. Mm-hmm. You, when you age regress, you are, that's what you are at that time. I feel like little space is more of an altered state. Mm-hmm. And age regression is more of a, I mean, it's an altered state too, in a way. But it's more but it's intense. More of, it's more intense. It's, it's like taking it's, you back to. It's more real. Yeah, exactly. And that's why. Especially if whole, you've had trauma at the age that you're regressing to. Right. And that's why consent is the big issue with that. Because you are, in your mind, you're going back to that time when you were eight, seven, whatever. Yeah, honestly, if I'm little and you pull out your dick, I'm probably going to ask you why you pulled your tail out and why it's in the front. I, I may, I honestly, if I'm that far into my age regression, I may not understand what you're doing or what it is. Right. Um, I'm not saying I'm stupid. I obviously have a brain here, but when I regress, I literally regress, regress. I lose my vocabulary Mm-hmm. Sometimes I yeah. think in different words, in different ways. I, I don't know. It's just, I am my child self. Yeah. You do talk like a child when you do regress. But I was a smart kid, so. It's still a little weird, though, because it's, I know it's you, but it's young you, and you're talking young. So it's just a little, uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's different. It's different. <laughs> I know. It's You're used to me. Being like this, and then sometimes... I mean, I haven't slipped into actual age regression too terribly much. It's been a while. It's been a while, and I haven't done it very, you know, like, super often. No, but, yeah. I am a princess at all times, but... (laughs) (laughs) Full-time princess, part-time age regressor. Well, I'm the Jarl over here, so... The Jarl daddy? Daddy Jarl? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daddy Jarl. Do you have a daddy joke to... Send us off with? Well, it's not really much of a joke this time. Um, Are they usually? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Go ahead. this is coming in from good old friend way out there, you know. I do know. You do know? I do know. Dear NASA, your mom thought I was big enough. Signed, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs>